welcome back to the Birding Within Us podcast. I'm Fraz, and we're going to continue on with our third installment of our very special series on Enough, God's Grace. Uh, it's taking a look back at our high school spring retreat this year and the amazing talks that our leaders gave on it. For our third week, we're going to look at, or hear from, I should say, our friend Daniel, who's going to talk to us uh, in yet a different way of how we experience God's grace. After his talk, I'll be back with a couple of questions uh, for you to think about and process uh, the amazing wisdom that he's going to share. Thank you, sir. Well, like I said, my name is Daniel Smith. Um, if you already know me, if you don't, I'm missing my name tag. I don't know where it went, but my name's Daniel. Um, I have the distinct pleasure of giving the fourth witness talk, How We Experience God's Grace. But first, let's do kind of a quick recap of all of the talks that we've had thus far. We had Alan talk about uh, enough time and space. He had us take a hard look at how much time we really spend with God in our daily lives. We are given an invitation to live in God's grace, but it's up to us to take that first step. Uh, Maddie um, tackled the very tough question of uh, what is grace. Grace is not something... This does not come from anything we do, but it's rather a, a gift from God. Um, and one thing we must understand is that we are all worthy of God's grace. And the last talk was given by Emily, or excuse me, I just completely bleeped her name. It's Emily. It is Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Emily. <laughs> and she gave us the last talk. Um, how we do experience God's grace and the biggest way that she was giving to us was through the seven sacraments. So we talked about two ways in which we experience God's grace, the gift of Jesus and the gift of the sacraments. But there's one big way in which we experience God's grace in our lives. And the purpose of this talk is to understand how we experience God's grace in our lives. And it's through our interactions and it's through the love we give through one another. Um, a key Bible verse that was provided with the talk guide um, is something I think is very important that we cover before we dive in too deep. And it's from John 15, verses 12 and 13. It's in the middle of John 15, right after Jesus gives the metaphor of being the vine, the Father, the garden, and we, the branches. And Jesus says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that a person will lay down his life for his friends. I want to discuss several points about that passage, and I want, I want to have an open discussion about it with you all. I'm going to say it one more time. Greater love has no one than this, that a person will lay down his life for his friends. So what do you all mean when he means by, when he said, Jesus says, lay down your life. Well, what I think um, when he says that is he's not only talking about the martyrs or the people who literally give their lives to save another person, which is an understandable way to interpret it because this is what Jesus actually was about to do when he gave this passage. You know, it was the night before he was about to be crucified. However, it's also, you can see is at how we live each day of our life, how we put ourselves um, out of the way, put someone else's need for our, our own. 
Now, who do you think Jesus meant by friends? I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you guys on this one. Who do you think he meant by friends? Strangers. Strangers? Anyone. Anyone? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> I agree. I, think, I believe Jesus, he means everyone. Because Jesus says multiple times in the Gospels, love one another. Not the person that looks like you. Not the person who believes just the same thing as you do or acts just like you. He means everyone. And what does he mean by, again, love one another? Where there's four unique forms of love found in the scripture um, and throughout the entire Bible that communicates through four Greek words. Does anyone know what those four words are? Crass. You raise your hand. Oh, so there's Storge, how do you pronounce it? Storge, I always say it wrong. Storge? Storge? Yes. Amelia? Agape. Agape? Agape. 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 Philia. 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 Mm -hmm. Eros, Storge, Philia, and Agape. Eros meaning sensual or romantic love, marriage. You're, you know, your stereotypical rom-com, googly-eyes kind of love. You got Storge, which describes your family love with your parents, with your siblings. And then we have um, Folie, which describes a powerful emotional bond seen in deep, deep friendships. And then Agape, which defines God's immeasurable, uncomparable love for humankind. And it is in this, it is in this divine love that comes from God. Agape love is perfect, unconditional, sacrificial, and pure. We also have the um, definition of love from 1 Corinthians, which I, I really love. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. Love is the most powerful way to express and experience God's grace. Love and grace is shown through our actions, how we interact and treat one another. Showing love and grace are not only just tied into the big decisions or moments in our lives, such as forgiving someone who's done something horrendous to you or someone you love. It's also in the small decisions and actions we experience daily. Grace can be shown and expressed anywhere. It is a choice, a choice to choose love, forgiveness, acceptance, understanding, and compassion. It is a choice. In our daily, in our daily choices and interactions, we can show grace by being a good person, by holding that door for someone, by performing the simplest kinds of kind, acts of kindness, being the better person in a bad situation, treating everyone equally and showing respect, forgiving and understanding every, everyone and being empathetic, not to hold grudges. The thing to remember when you give God's grace and love to someone, you are likely to receive it in return. These are things people notice, and some will be inspired by it and to take further action with it. And God notices it, and He will bestow upon you that same grace and love. Just as it said in Matthew 5, 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And you should also give yourself grace. I'm going to get a little vulnerable personal here, but this is something I very much struggle with. Um, I had a recent um, 
a performance review with one of my previous supervisors, and she actually said this, Daniel, if there's one thing I want you to take out of this meeting, it is that we, you need to learn to give myself grace as much as I give other people grace. And I think that's something that I'm not the only person here who probably struggles with. Sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough grace. We don't give us ourselves enough credit. I'm here to tell you that you need to show yourself grace. We need to treat ourselves like we are someone we deeply care for and love. Now I also want to give some examples in my life where I have witnessed greatness. So when I think of grace and love in action, uh, my grandmother, also known as Grammy, uh, is the first person that comes to my mind. This woman was a walking saint. She was extremely devout in her faith and loved sharing it with others. She loved the church and her community. She was the type of person who would go help a stranger, go out of her way and help a stranger. I remember her telling me once when she went on a walk with one of her friends in the park. And she noticed a young man there, no older than 25, laying on a, on a concrete table above a pavilion. And it was obvious that he was, that's where he slept the night before. This, I feel like this really must have filled Granny with sadness, being a mother of two boys and a grandmother of eight grandsons. So what did Granny do? She got in her car, she went back to her house and grabbed a basket. And she went to her kitchen and scrambled to grab as much food as she can, she can grab. I, she, I think she even took muffins that she made for uh, a vent that she had prior later in that day, and she just threw that all in the basket. She went to the bathroom and grabbed some, um, grabbed some unused toiletries, a fresh clean basket in her closet. She put it all in that basket and drove back to that exact spot in the park. The, boy, the young man wasn't there, but she placed it on exactly where he slept, and then she left. And when she got in her car before she pulled away, she saw the young man approach the basket. And she didn't go out of her way to like, express, yeah, I'm the one that did this, or I'm trying to get recognition of it. She just left it there and just went back home. Another example of my grandmother showing grace is letting the young kids in her neighborhood come inside her home. And I want to make a note that she lived by herself. Uh, my family, especially her, grand her children, were not too thrilled when they learned that she was doing this. As she lived in a kind of a rough, rough part in Hikes Point, and it was known for its problems with dr drugs and guns. Regardless, she welcomed in these grade schoolers into her home. She wanted to show them that they had a place where they are welcome, a place they are safe, and a place where someone cares. She would go out of her way to help them with their homework. They would let her play in their, their, her basement, shoot hoops in her driveway, and make sure that they're staying on trouble and on the right path. The youth, I'll tell you, that youth in that community loved and respected her so much. She impacted so many lives that she showed grace and love to others. And when she passed away, not only did her friends and family mourn for her loss, it was a ripple throughout that entire community. Her funeral mass at that church was packed like it was Easter and Christmas combined. My mother is another example of where I see grace in action. She's a JCPS teacher at Wheeler Elementary. And I tell you, the amount of work, dedication, and effort she, she not only her, but the other teachers put in for these children is incredible. She, she tries to help motivate them to be better, to show respect and compassion. Everything she does, she does to set an example for the kids, even if they don't appreciate or recognize it. 
even when she comes home after a long day of work, exhausted, irritated by irresponsible parents, and having to come up with lessons plans that may be shut down, shot down by her superiors, she gets up every day in the morning and says, it's time to change the world. And I'm blessed to have these two women in my life. They have set the example of showing God's grace and love to me. And by the way, they interacted with everyone. And I, try to, I strive to reach that bar they set every day. So, it's simple, right? Just show grace and love to everyone. That's all we gotta do. It's not really that, it's not that easy to show God's and grace and love in everyone just as Jesus has. Um, I wish it was. In fact, when I was writing this talk, I discovered someone very close to me learned that their spouse, whom they've been married to not long ago, has been cheating on them since before the wedding. And for those who know me, trust, loyalty, honesty, and integrity are the part of my core beliefs in life and all my relationships. What do you think my first reaction was? It was shock. Disbelief. Natural predictions of responses to situations like that. What was my follow reaction? I'll tell you what, it wasn't grace. It was anger. And here's what I've been told about us humans. We are creatures of emotion, not logic. There are times in my life where I wish I showed grace, like in a prior situation. But I couldn't. I've held grudges. I chose to be petty. I have chosen to hate um, hate and violence, or I've seen people choose hate and violence over love and compassion. We are flawed and we will make mistakes. And we're not going to choose grace every single time because we are human. We will give into hate, bitterness, pride, and all the emotions that stray away from what Jesus taught us to be. Loving one another is not always simple and easy, but it is still a choice. You have that choice to express God's love. Grammy had that choice not to help that young homeless man when she brought him that basket of food, toiletries, and a blanket. But she chose love. <coughs> Grammy didn't have to let those young, young children into her home, but she chose to open her doors. Mom doesn't have to wake up every day and put in her full effort. She has the option to put in the minimum work, but she chooses to get up and change the world. It is a choice. It will never be easy. It won't be every, easy every time you do it. However, that choice is still there for you. Jesus made that choice. He laid down his life for you. Jesus even forgave the people who crucified him. I mean, in Luke 23, um, verse 33, 34, when they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his left and one on his right. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. So in conclusion of my talk, I challenge you to reflect. Reflect on the experiences that you guys had, the places where you perhaps have shown grace, but even more importantly, where have you not shown grace, and why not? Where can you improve? I want, reflect on where you gave grace to someone, especially, especially if someone has failed you. Daniel, thank you so much uh, for that amazing talk. And for those listening at home, uh, we have a couple of questions for you to process and think about Daniel's talk. As you listen to them, you may choose to journal or simply uh, push the pause button and think about your answers to these questions. First one is, what's a decision you've made lately where you've put others' needs 
in front of your own? And our second, how did that decision to put others' needs in front of your own impact you? Our third question, how have you experienced God's grace through the forgiveness of someone in your life? And how have you offered forgiveness to someone? And finally, our last question, who is someone that you need to offer forgiveness to for something that they have done wrong in your life? As you think about or journal about these questions, uh, we hope that you found them helpful and we hope that you guys have a amazing week. God bless guys. Thank you for listening to the Burning Within Us podcast, part of the Arch Lou podcast network.